I made another appointment with a orthopedic surgeon and she was ready to do surgery the next day. I'm like, what, what? Were you given any other options? At that point? No. Okay. Just pain meds, ice, rest. That's it. And I, I, I mean, I went home and cried. I'm like, what are you talking about? Knee replacement. You're listening to the adventuring with osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, Doctor of Physical Therapy and Osteoarthritis Specialist, Alyssa Kewen. When you were told that you were bone on bone or had knee osteoarthritis, maybe some of the things that they also mentioned for just kind of like first line treatment and maybe how that made you feel after that, hearing that first diagnosis. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, brings me back. Um, it was June of 2018 and I was gutted. I could not believe it. I just thought that I was, my knees were stiff. I was a little sore. You know, I ran four days of agility a few days before. And, uh, if you know anything about dog agility, it's, uh, 30, 40 seconds in the ring and it's go gangbusters turning quick and, um, running with your dog in an obstacle course that's timed. So, um, it's not a lot like a marathon, but it's um, three to six runs a day. So, you know, I thought, ooh, I might be a little sore, but I had made the doctor's appointment, so I'm going to stick with it. And he goes, oh, uh, yeah, you have arthritis. Your, um, your, knees are sw- your knee is swollen. It was just my right knee at the time. I'm like, swollen? What? Well, how did I get that? I, I didn't injure myself. I didn't fall. <laughs> I, I was clueless. I'd had several friends in the world of dog agility. There's hip and knee replacement galore. I had my best friend dealing with knee stuff. So I said, no, this isn't me. I'm just going to ice it. I'll be fine. And he goes, well, I'm going to give you some pain meds. And, you know, you can take over-the-counter ibuprofen, but you just got to ice it and take it easy. I'm like, what the heck does take it easy mean? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, and he goes, well, you know, just like I said, ice it and just don't do anything for a few days and it'll feel better. Well, and hmm. did it feel better? (laughs) Now I know that's a huge, like, misconception. However, it didn't feel better because, of course, I'm going to maybe lay low or not walk as much or do as much for a day or two because it hurt. But then when I start doing things, it would just swell up again. So, you know, I made another appointment with a orthopedic surgeon and she was ready to do surgery the next day. I'm like, what? What? Were you given any other options? At that point? No. Just pain meds, ice, rest. That's it. And I, 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 I mean, I went home and cried. I'm like, what are you talking about? Knee replacement, you know? And she scheduled an uh, x-ray for me 
did not schedule an MRI. And now I know if you are going to lead down the path to surgery, you need an MRI. And so I don't know if that was just the beginning. That's what she told me. But still, she was like, yeah, let's, let's get it scheduled. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for that. I mean, it's just a little knee pain. I just maybe hurt it. Maybe I have something pulled, torn, something, you know, do x-rays and blah, blah. Well, six months later, I got an MRI. I did get an x-ray back up. I did get an x-ray. It did show a little slight meniscus tear, but starting bone on bone arthritis. And again, I was just shocked. So, of course, I do all these things, you know, you're supposed to do. And I keep going and, and, and doing my thing. And I, at the time, I operated a pet sitting dog walking business. So walking anywhere from eight to 10 sets of dogs a day, <laughs> among other visits, it's like torture every step you take. And I was wearing a brace and I was taking ibuprofen and I was icing it during the day. And it was just extreme maintenance. So, um, you know, when I stretch every day, I do exercises every day. I do all these other things already. Like, what the heck is going on? So I go to have a massage. And my therapist said, you, your hammies are really tight. Maybe that's like part of it. So we do the massage. I go to the chiropractor, get adjusted. And he's like, "Um, yeah, your knee is, look how puffy it is. You know, he did some adjustments to relieve it. And that's good for a day or two. Um, Long story short, I dealt with that for like a whole year, just dealing with my thing doing my stuff and it, my right knee got kind of better. Well, I found out later the tear had repaired itself. Okay. So that meniscus it was, tear. Pardon? Yeah. That meniscus tear. Okay. <clears throat> and it had slight, it had, cause another x-ray and it, it had repaired itself. And then I go last August and my left knee is like, I can hardly put, weight on it and I'm walking like tiptoe and I go to get a massage I go to work and it's an it's painful the next few days it swells up gets bigger and bigger and I can hardly touch it let alone walk go to the doctor and they give me of course a prescription from loxicam which if anyone knows it's a time release anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it's better on my stomach than taking Advil or whatever. But it's like, seriously, that's all? Like, what are you talking about? Well, you can get surgery and, you know, you do have bone bone. And so you just need to take it easy. Oh, this is the second time <laughs> I've been told this. Take it easy mean. Like, who are you talking to? Like, what are you what do you think I do? What, right. what would you say? <laughs> and that's part of the well, problem yeah. is that they don't typically go into like, oh, what do you like to do? You know, what are your goals? No. What do you, and like, don't factor that into the treatments no. or anything like that. Not, I could not believe it. And so digging in with that doctor and, you know, my primary care doctor and because that was an orthopedic doctor. They're like, well, you know, you just need to rest. 
you just can't use it as much. Maybe you can't do this and do that. I'm like, what? I own a business. My husband owns a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm active and I'm just floored. So I've just been dealing with that until I found you. Yeah. I ironically found you on TikTok and then realized that I had been doing some of your exercises on YouTube. Didn't connect that it was the same person. <laughs> the same person. <laughs> and then, you know, started following you, do doing more of the things, watching all your other videos on other parts. I mean, now since then you've done one on anti-inflammatory foods and and different exercises and things like that, turmeric and whatnot. Um, I was already taking MSM and turmeric, but through the research that you, I've also have learned through you, I maybe wasn't taking the best turmeric. So, or uh, the uh, best other brands of, of supplements. Yeah. So long story short there, I went to the doctor a month ago and I'm involved in your program. And mm-hmm. so I kind of feel like I'm a little bit more educated than the average person, maybe. Yeah. And being, I'm always been proactive with my health care, but this whole knee thing has made me throw it all up in the air with question marks all <laughs> over my head. Because I don't know what they're mean. And I don't understand, like, how can people manage with this pain? And I don't have a huge high, high tolerance for pain. But come on, man. I mean, every step you take, that can't be doable. Right. And my right knee since has been a little bit better, but my left knee is dealing with. So I'm like, well, both knees need help. So that's why I signed up for your program and, you know, interested in it and doing my watching your videos, doing the exercises. And and, um, if, if anything, I have to have knee surgery down the road. Oh, the exercises aren't going to hurt me. I need to gain muscle because guess what? I lost muscle and right. strength. I was taking it easy. <laughs> and, and I know that you had been dealing with some muscle cramping at night too, which is very, very common. And so I just kind of want to delve into this because I want to, well, I want people to realize that they may not be alone in some of the problems that they might be having or some of the feelings that they might be having. So I want to kind of delve into that muscle cramping. And then if you found any relief, what has helped, if we're still kind of battling with that, just kind of delve into that just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'll first just finish telling you that the last doctor I met last month, he's basically wants me to deal with the pain, maybe till it gets way worse in a couple of years and then revisit surgery. But I, he could not believe that I could do 15,000 steps a day right now. Right. And I used to do 25 to 27 average a day. He's like, well, if you're doing 15,000 steps a day, you're fine. <laughs> you know, just like, wow. So let me get this right. You're really used to dealing with like much older people that they're happy to walk around the block. Right. And he couldn't answer me. He kind of thought I was being smarty. And I didn't really didn't care at that point because I'm like, he's not, <laughs> not, he had no idea what dog agility was. He looked it up and compared me to a 30 year old person 
that's running a border collie that's extremely fast and said, I can't, you'll never be able to run like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm 58 and I don't have a border collie and I don't strive to run like that. She's the top competitor in the nation, but okay, fine. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll just keep doing my exercises and I'll just keep going stronger. And I do want to, for, uh, before I say about the, the cramps and start that, um, I want to tell you that when I started the program with you, I could not do a wall sit. And I yes. used to do 10 minute wall sits and squats, like 50 squats a day. I used to take kickboxing, you know, um, and I was doing burpees and, and a whole bunch of things before my knees started bothering me. Um, so I am now up to three minute wall sit with a block in between my knees. When I first started doing it, I had a small hand towel wrapped with tape in between my knees. Okay. Now we have a yoga block. So to me, that, that's huge. Brenda, that's awesome. <laughs> I do feel like I'm getting some strength back in my legs and definitely my thighs. I am not having as many cramps. Um, I, and so muscle spasms, cramps, Charlie horses, whatever you want to call them. I was getting them severely day and night, particularly during the night. And they would go up from my calf my inside of my thigh and um, to my stomach a lot and uh, trying everything, drinking this special tea that my naturopath told me about. I'm taking magnesium and calcium. You know, I'm drinking calm with magnesium. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm drinking 60 to 80 ounces of water a day, like all these things, right? But I'm using my muscles wrong was part of it you know I'm I'm limping I'm tipping on my toes and putting weight on one leg so yeah. I have really started doing not doing those things with my body standing straight not leaning like you oh my left knee leg hurts so I'm gonna lean on my right, right. well I would get a cramp that right leg when I sit for long periods of time like a drive for even an hour I still can get a little bit of a cramp but now I know what stretches to do. Yes. To relieve that a little better. So I get right out of the car and I stretch before I take off, you know, walking or going into the store. Um, before it would take me from the time to get into a store, get your cart and do maybe a couple aisles before I could quit limping. Now I don't look like I'm going to need a walker when I go into the store. So um, that. I think it's a combination of what I was doing already, but then taking it a, a leap further is doing the exercises right. and building that strength. And I'm not using, since I, I mean, I've lost, I gained more muscle back in my right leg, but I had lost it since this right left knee had been bothering me. So now they're almost equal. Yeah. And I do like my, my favorite exercise. And I keep telling people about this is when you do the chair stomp and, and you do, so you get up from a chair and you stomp your front legs down on the ground yes. and you do the, then I've added weights. I have two, two, a two pound weight in each hand. And I tell people that and they're like, Oh God, I can't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, I can't, I couldn't comfortably but I can now. 
And exactly. They don't, it's a simple thing is to get up off a chair, but they don't think about what muscles they are using. And I honestly thought I did of what muscles I was using and, and using correctly, but your program, I mean, I do, I feel more educated and at least I know what I am doing right and wrong. Um, and, and oh, when I talk about the cramps, when I would have the cramps in the middle of the night, a lot of them would be um, like right behind the knee, not along the the hamstring and the inside of the thigh. And when I started doing the wall sit more, um, like concentrating on that three days a week, building up that. I haven't had that in two weeks. So that's so awesome. I mean, I I track my sleep on my Fitbit, and there was all these red wake ups, and it would be about maybe three to four hours in of sleeping, and I couldn't keep my legs still, and I put a pillow underneath them, and I'd elevate them, and I'd put CBD or everything. I could yeah. not release. And I just like, why, why am I overusing it? And has it gotten worse? I'm thinking all these things. And when you lose sleep and your sleep is affected, that's kind of, I think, almost the bottom line. That's of, what I was just going to say. It can impact a lot of different things. And you can actually be more sensitive to pain. And so figuring out ways to kind of improve sleep is imperative. It's huge. And I, and I, I try to track like, getting ready for sleep and listening to the calm app and drinking tea. So I'm winding down and getting into a deeper sleep sooner and longer. And I really have noticed the days that I get some days, I only get 12 minutes of deep sleep, but when I get like around an hour in a night, Oh, it's big time difference in the next day. I really yeah. do think that has a lot because Absolutely. I'm actually sleeping and repairing my body rather than, you know, waking up every few, like there was two weeks, particularly, but three nights that were the worst. I woke up, like it's, I slept five and a half hours, which I really try to sleep seven, 30 times I woke up on average those three nights. And it's only for a second or two, but mm -hmm. trying to get comfortable and relieve my knees. And so you can imagine that I was not really in a great mood the few days afterwards. <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's not. So um, definitely just uh, doing my exercises, doing my management, and really trying to concentrate. I think it's a little easier to try to get to sleep now that it's darker at night and, you know, go and wind down. But that's really, really important. Yeah. For for me at least, and um, yeah, to not have that pain during the night and not have the cramps is is huge. Because yeah. um, it's weird when you have the cramps so bad, it's like you have a bruise the next day, and right. it, it's crazy if no one's experienced it. My husband's never experienced it, and he just was like shocked when I have them, and I'm in tears. And yeah. You know, it's it can be really bad. 
And I try to massage it and it's like hot fire, little like electro electrodes are firing along that muscle. It's so yeah. angry. So, and it, being um, able to get rid of those, I think is, and like I said, that is a very common symptom um, of hip, uh, hip and knee arthritis in particular. But I just wanted to highlight kind of some of the things. So you came to me and had, were diagnosed with bone on bone knee osteoarthritis. And I tried a few things, nothing really seemed to bring longer term relief, but, you know, kind of through working through the arthritis adventure blueprint, learning Mm -hmm. the things that are associated with osteoarthritis and learning how to move in different ways. Cause for you, variety was a big part of it. If you are getting 15,000 steps, we're always kind of moving in that forward direction. And so I think for you kind of pulling out of that and kind of moving in different ways, working the backs of your legs. And for those of you that don't know, a wall sit is just essentially a squat on the wall. And so And you are doing a dog agility, you are running, and this is with bone on bone knee arthritis. And I know that it wasn't all perfect. I know that there's definitely some ups and some downs. And so what keeps you going through those ups and downs? What keeps you going and motivated to keep moving and that sort of thing? Well, one thing is both of my dogs and I have a 20 week old puppy that I'm training. So I've got to get well and get strong. But I think it's that I do not want to be that, I even hate the term old lady, but I don't want to be that old lady that has a walker and that is limping and walking and and has their back bowed over. You know, my goal has been able to do, I always tell myself, I want to do dog agility when I'm 90. And I have two friends that are local that are 90s that do dog agility, you know, and that's a huge part of my life. It's a goal. It's, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. And I do all kinds of other dog sports. So with my dog. And so that just keeps me going and active. I mean, some people's reasons are, you know, grandkids or, you know, gardening and, and different things like that. So we all have our, our things that keep us going. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that because they go, oh, well, I can't do that anymore. Or eh, it hurts too much. Well, well, what can we do about that? There's different things that we can do about that. Now, we might need to deal with some pain more than I did when I was in my 30s and 40s even. But how can we manage that to where you're not getting it swollen, to where I'm not getting the cramps, to where I can kind of power through it? And that's kind of what I tell myself. Um, there's also another woman I follow um, her podcast and I read her book, Undoing, Glenn Doyle. And mm-hmm. and I is called um, Doing the Hard Things or doing, Do the Hard Things, something like that. I can't remember it exactly right now, but that's kind of became my motto the last few months is I can do the hard thing. And I tell my, my one dog that riot because he has some stress issues sometimes and he gets upset with himself if he does something wrong or that he didn't get it wrong. He got it wrong and we have to do it again. And he doesn't understand. And I'm kind of like that too. I get upset when I don't do something right and it hurts. So how can I do it differently, tweak it a little bit or make it better? And that's kind of what I'm doing. And it sounds 
when I say it, it kind of sounds silly and it kind of sounds so simple, but that the last couple months has been powering myself through it. You know, um, right. I went swimming yesterday for the first time in months and um, my friend kind of encouraged me to go and we did deep water exercise for two hours. And again, I'm using different muscles and we yeah. use the little styrofoam weight things, you know, mm-hmm. and I could stand on the big one that's like three feet long. I could stand on it in the water, in deep water yesterday. And I can guarantee you, I could not do that even two months ago. Yeah. Um, I, and cramps, my knee, I, yeah, I just all over, I couldn't have done it. And I was kind of shocked. And so I did that yesterday. And then in the water, I was able to bend not just my right knee, but my left knee almost all the way back to my thigh. That's amazing. So definitely being in the water helps, but um, I mean, it's not swollen. So there's that. Um, Exactly. Lots of small wins, which is awesome. We. We had our group every week. You'd ask us if we had a small win. I'm like, I don't have a small win. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I mean, I just, I did this, I did that. And I have started thinking more that way since we started meeting in August is yeah, that right there, even just the one thing is a small win. Exactly. Other thing that I want to make sure to mention, because I know you and I have talked about this, is upstairs in my house. And, oh boy, there was a while I was cussing them up. (laughs) Going up, going down, both, but down extremely. I've tried a trek pole and I hang, you know, I push onto the wall and the railing and, you know, my laundry is downstairs. My bedrooms are upstairs. It's just, it's a constant. And you helped me really focus on working the stairs and bending my left leg. So for months, I wasn't bending my left leg because it hurt too much. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able, that first time we had a group call, for me to be able to do one set of stairs and bending my knee and not crying and cussing at the stairs was a huge win. Um, And now I'm not saying that stairs are all that easy every time, but if I concentrate on it and do them and bend my knee and take one at a time, not half step right and, and, and limp down the left at an angle, if that makes sense. That's kind of how (laughs) them that deal with that kind of know the look you're basically taking one step at a time, but not bending your left leg. Now I am taking one step at a time, but I'm using both knees. Um, Which is important. <laughs> it really is important. And man, I didn't realize that how much before my glutes were being bothered by that motion. And of course, just the bending or the, the leaning. So yeah. I was in cramps in my glutes and my glutes were super tight. So they're much better now. Um, and I had a massage last week and he was like, I'm liking this. I don't have to you know, <laughs> dig in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, all of that together. And it, I know that all of this, I know to me, it's extremely overwhelming for people. But 
that you kept telling us that and me to have hope. And I do have hope. And I may have to get total knee replacement down the road. But I know that if I do, I will be stronger and, you know, my body will be, will recover faster. But right Right. now, able to, I have a goal and I know that I can deal with it. And it's something that's happened to me and I'm not so angry at it, the diagnosis. And going forward with doctors, I'm a little more proactive, even more so of saying, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what my life consists of. You know, I yes. still want to be able to do that, you know, um, totally. and, and work on that. And I want a doctor and a PT person like you that, that would encourage me to move and, and do the things that encompasses my whole body. So, yeah, that's made a big difference to not just walk. Because you say, oh, man, I'm walking a lot. I'm doing great. When you and I had that call, you said, you know, look at the other parts of your body. So I've been mm-hmm. the other muscle. I've been walking backwards, backwards up, up hills since you Excellent. and I talked. But not a, not a, I still can't do, like, the big heel, huge hill in my neighborhood yet. Um, but I'm working there. And, but I can do short bits and um, not, like, a 90-degree hill. They're, they're up, but, but I'm getting there for sure. And I'm also biking. And for months I had a new road bike that I got uh, like two years ago and I hardly used it the first of this year. But now, I mean, you encouraged me to just do flat ride and just go for 15, 20 minutes. I was scared and I was scared it would hurt. scared that Mm -hmm. it would fall. And so now, I mean, of course it's raining. I live in the Pacific North. I don't really care. I will do anything out in the rain. So I have been consistently riding my bike. Um, That's so awesome. Stationary holders for it to keep it inside. Mm -hmm. But I've been riding it for about a half an hour, 45 minutes, um, mainly because of just time. But I feel more comfortable on it than, and, and I'm, I, I do hurt a little bit, but not so much in my knees. It's more my calves. So okay. I'm gaining my muscle back in my calves, which is nice. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was, I wanted to not forget to tell you that because that I was, yes. I was scared to get, and I was like, wow, I have this brand new awesome dream road bike that I is sitting in my garage. Yeah. So to be to get back on it and have that motivation to me was, was huge. And I, all those things, you know, I think with any diagnosis, but particularly arthritis, osteoarthritis and, and the knees, you know, it's, it's everything you do, sitting, walking, standing, leaning, squatting, bending over. And it, it can be extremely discouraging. And I, I'm so glad I found you. And I'm so glad that I know that I have the support of my group that I can whine and cry and um, (laughs) it's, I know that I can get it with my other friends too, that, that do dog agility that have had surgery, but some of them are like, that's the only answer. And 
some of them are kind of weekend warriors. And I guess I could be considered that too, because I'm, I mean, I've gone to nationals, I've gone to competitions throughout the nation, but I don't do it every weekend. And I don't strive to be the best handler in the world. I just want to have fun with my dog and be able to hurt, you know? And, um, Oh, I, I feel that I'm definitely on the right track. It's it's not easy. There's some days that are harder than others, but to have that goal in mind and to know that I'm not doing something that's going to hurt myself further. That right. That's what for me to learn from you as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think that you've come so far, and all of these small wins are amazing. And like we always talk about, I mean, it's not always huge leaps and bounds of improvements, which can be really hard and it can be mentally hard as well, but having support and having some guidance, knowing more about osteoarthritis, what to expect, but also feeling more informed and confident with your decisions. Cause you did mention surgery may be something down the line, but when you get to that point, you may feel more confident and more informed with that decision and just generally feel better about that decision versus just kind of going in blindly, which Honestly, I feel like a lot of people do just because of the lack oh. of, you know, education yeah. that you get from healthcare professionals and, you know, things like that. So that's kind of the ultimate goal is just to kind of feel yeah. more confident about the decision that you're going to make. Um, and so that is so awesome. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of that. Like I said, I think that you've come in an amazingly long way and you've had a great <laughs> journey and are still out there doing adventuring and doing all sorts of things. Now, if somebody is watching this that has bone on bone knee osteoarthritis, what would you tell them through through the screen? What what would you want them to know about this journey and about getting started? Well, I would definitely ask more questions um, of their of their medical doctor. And like you keep telling us to have hope that there is hope, you do have to do a little more work. And I think sometimes people don't want to, and that's maybe why when they say, oh, have surgery, it'll help. And they do it, but then their recovery is horrible. Or they right. they don't, they aren't able to do some things without some pain, you know? So to, to do the work and to think about really what makes you happy and what you want to do and don't listen to people if you don't like their answer. <laughs> yes. There are so many people I, out there that if you don't vibe or you don't mesh with the person who you're working with, I mean, I think that can be a game changer when it comes to treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you aren't ready for surgery, if like you're questioning it, then go somewhere else, get a second opinion, find right. someone that you have that camaraderie with. Um, yeah. And it's definitely, with you, you know, I mean, getting me on my bike, it was huge. And, and thinking about doing things like I was like, wow, I'm never going to be able to hike again. Love to hike. I love to get in the forest. It makes my brain like calm down. Oh, yeah. And, and all these different things that I can do. And I want people to not go there like I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and definitely seek people out that you can find some answers and there there's other people if if they 
You know, you're in Utah. I'm in Washington. We've been having Zoom calls and, mm-hmm. and phone calls. So it can work. You don't have to find somebody in your neighborhood or close by. Right. Right. There's other people out there to help. And um, I mean, how crazy that I'm doing TikTok. I'm watching you on TikTok <laughs> and YouTube videos. I mean, you know, but the, the program that we did do really took it a next step for me because we did have the group talking and, and getting feedback from each other and spurning people on. And, you know, confidence is huge in this journey. It's because um, from one day to the next, from one hour to the next, you can get discouraged. And um, so to have that, but then to build up to doing the exercises. And I did the module one exercise for uh, a couple weeks. And that's I just okay. Wasn't, <laughs> mentally I thought physically ready to go a step further because I was thinking uh not doing as good as I was doing and I and I'm I don't want to hurt but it get you build that confidence and then you move forward and it's the way that you have it structured is is really good because it's um it definitely builds on that confidence and you're using like I said I'm doing the things that are right Mm -hmm. um I'm scared when some people would tell me something and to do this and that. I mean, I believe my chiropractor in that, but, um, you know, some doctor tell me to do or a friend to do this exercise and, and it hurts. Now I'm not saying that some of the exercises that we did didn't hurt. I was, I was sweating and I was working, (laughs) but I didn't hurt afterwards. Like I had, which is important. Something wrong to my body. So there's right. a difference. I was working and feeling good and gaining strength. Um, and there is definitely a difference with it. so yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely tell people to yeah, seek out somebody and gain that camaraderie and just power through, keep going, keep asking questions. And that I think is awesome advice. And the program that we're talking about is the arthritis adventure blueprint. And then once you are inside that online course, you do have access to a virtual support group where we all meet via Zoom and talk about these small wins, these frustrations, points that people are getting discouraged. And we talk and run through those. And everyone in that group has also gone through the arthritis adventure blueprint. So we're all kind of on the same page. And so that has been really awesome as far as helping with accountability and motivation and that sort of thing too. So if you want to learn more about the arthritis adventure blueprint, there's a link below down in the description, or you can just go to www.arthritisadventure.com to learn more. All right, Brenda, I just want to thank you so much for hopping on, sharing your story and hopefully inspiring so many other people. Um, I hope. And go ahead. I hope I can. Absolutely. Yes, I absolutely think that this has been amazing. And if we just can help one person out there with bone on bone knee arthritis, I think we'll be doing awesome. Yep. All For right. Sure. Well, thank you so much. And You're if welcome. you want to learn more about the program, go ahead and go down in the description below. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. 
If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.